tuning in to our podcast, Salt and Light, where we'll cover foundational principles for being a disciple of Jesus Christ. Enjoy this episode with ears to hear and hearts that listen. So let's go check the facts with your host, also known as my dad, Casey Harrison. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Salt and Light Assembly where we correct genetically altered Christianity and we replace it with a firm foundation for a relationship with Christ. Now, in the past couple of episodes, we've been doing a reflection, more or less a reflection over my year of 2021 and what the Lord has shown me, revealed to me, and walked me through this past year through all the massive junk that uh, me and my wife have had to go through. Well, this week, the Lord's released in my spirit that I can get back into the prosperity series because prosperity is something that all believers really need to understand. A quick review, I would say go back and listen to the podcast on Prosperity Defined and the divine order of prosperity. But prosperity literally means success. And there's an order in the way that God works through us to make us successful. Because we can't do anything that God doesn't give us the ability to do. Because all good and perfect things come from above. Your salvation is because the Holy Spirit drew you unto salvation. It wasn't because you woke up one morning and decided you wanted to get saved. And that kind of an explanation will come in later episodes, I'm sure. This week, we're going to talk about tithe. And in order to talk about tithe, we need to understand what tithe is. So what is the meaning of tithe? Well, in the Hebrew, the meaning of tithe literally means 10%. That's it. 10%. 10% of what? We'll get into that. But first we need to figure out, does God require us to give 10% to him? Pay attention to the way I said that. God requires us to give him 10% of our stuff. That's the way it's been preached. Does the Bible back that up? Well, in order to figure out if the Bible backs that up, the first place you need to look is Leviticus. More specifically, Leviticus chapter 27, verse 30. But first you need to understand the book of Leviticus. Leviticus is the book of sacrifices and offerings and God's law. You know, what you need to do to stay in covenant with God. What you need to stay away from because this is what God wants you to stay away from. And chapters 1 through 16 of Leviticus is where God's talking to us about what he requires for sacrifice for the postponement of sin, since Christ hasn't come into the picture yet. And what kind of offerings God requires of his people. That's chapters 1 through 16. And there's, it gets into very specifics about how to, to kill the bull and how to prepare the meat and how to prepare everything and sprinkle the blood. And if you want to go back and read it, you can go back and read it for yourself. Chapters 17 through chapter 26 is a lot more of God's, you're my people, these are the do's and don'ts and what I expect from you because I chose you. And then technically at the end of chapter 26, God closes the law. Listen again to that. At the end of Leviticus chapter 26, God closes the law. And there's still another chapter in the book of Leviticus. Chapter 27. Now, why would God add a chapter to the book of Leviticus, the book of the law, if he didn't have something very important to say? It's because he did. 
chapter 27 is where God says, if you want to use my stuff, go right ahead. And when you're done using it, there is a cost that you have to pay back to me. Very similar in a way to if you want to get a loan from a bank, they'll loan you the money if you have the proper type of reputation and credit score and ability to pay it back because they require you to pay it back. But the bank doesn't only require you to pay it back, they require you to pay it back with interest. And there's a couple of reasons for that. For a bank, they want to make money. They're in the business of making money, not helping people out. But to go along with making money, they require you to pay back at interest because it really makes you think, is the cost of what I'm wanting to take this loan out for worth me paying more for it? So that's the point I want to bring out for chapter 27. God's saying, look, if you want to use my stuff, you can. But have you weighed the cost? Because you're going to have to pay it back to me, and you're going to have to pay it back to me with interest. And then God puts verse 30 in the mix. And right now, let me get over here to Leviticus 30 while I'm doing this recording real quick. I'm sorry. Yeah, Leviticus chapter 27, verse 30. Every tenth of the land's produce, grain from the soil or fruit from the trees, belongs to God. It is holy to the Lord. And that's in the CSB version. Every tenth of the land's produce. So anything produced on this earth, grain or fruit, belongs to God. It's holy. It's set apart to Him. Remember, back in those days, it was an agricultural climate. When I say agricultural climate, I mean that's the way that they lived. That was their livelihood. They had to grow their own food. It's not like us over here in Western culture where we can go to a grocery store and we work in banks, we work in office parks. Some of us work hanging on cable lines outside. Some of us clean carpet. We have so many different types of jobs that we have that define how we make income and our livelihood. So this is how Leviticus 27 verse 30 applies to us. Anything that's produced out of the work that you do belongs to God. 10% of it belongs to God, period. Time, energy, money, period. It already belongs to God. So does God require us to give him 10% of our stuff? According to Leviticus 27, verse 30, God does not require you to give him 10% of your stuff. God is saying, I already own 10% of everything. The only thing you're doing is taking your hands off of my stuff. Basically, the only thing you're doing is no longer robbing God when you give a tenth. And this is a spiritual concept that goes all the way back to Melchizedek and Abraham in Genesis chapter 14. Moses had such a relationship with God that I believe he already knew to give God 10% of everything. You see that when Abraham goes to Melchizedek, look, let me just read Genesis 14 verses 18 through 20. Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine he was the priest of God Most High. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram of God Most High, possessor of heaven and earth. 
and blessed be God most high, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And he, meaning Abram, gave Melchizedek a tithe of all. Melchizedek didn't require that. He didn't ask for that. Melchizedek was a priest of the God Most High. So I'm going to give him 10% of everything that God just gave me. Because 10% already belongs to God. So I'm not going to rob God. I'm going to give it back. I'm going to take my hands off of it. Having that kind of a mindset and perspective when it comes to tithe really helps to explain um, Malachi chapter 3. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, go read Malachi chapter 3. Where Malachi says, will a man rob God? Yes, because you've robbed me of tithe and offering." Meaning, yes, because you haven't paid attention to Leviticus chapter 27, where I said 10% was already mine. And you haven't fulfilled Leviticus 1 through 16 by giving me the offerings that I require. Basically, by not tithing and not taking your hands off of God's stuff, you're committing adultery against God. And we know that adultery is an abomination to God. Which brings up the question, are we supposed to tithe today? Because everything I'm talking about is Old Testament. Well, let's rationalize this and let's reason. Jesus died on the cross, rose from the grave, and sits at the right hand of the Father. Scripture clearly states that Jesus did not abolish the law, but instead he fulfilled the law. Now, there's another sermon all in the fulfillment of the law, because, and and I'm still doing a lot of research on this, but to give you a quick uh, overview of that, because Jesus fulfilled it, Jesus showed us how to fulfill it by accepting him. To summarize what Jesus said about the law, until the end of times, till all things and all prophecy and every letter of the book of the Bible is fulfilled, the law still stands. Not one letter of a word will be passed over and will pass away until all prophecy and everything has been completed, which means the second coming of Christ and the millennial reign and Satan being thrown into the lake of fire and all judgment is taken care of at the end. That hasn't happened yet. So the law still stands as firm today as it did before. And honestly, that doesn't even matter when it comes to tithe because tithe was never a part of the law. God declared 10% of everything already belongs to him and is set apart. So you can't say that, oh, I'm not under the law, so I don't have to tithe. No. Since tithe was never a part of the law, you can't make that argument, biblically speaking. When you're in a relationship with God, you're going to take your hands off of 10% of his stuff. Because honestly, if somebody were to break into my house and put their hands on my stuff and try to run out of my house... I do have my concealed carry. I do have weapons and I will use them and make you put my stuff down. And you're going to learn a lesson. There are so many times that I can't believe, like in my mind, I can't believe God has not already taken out his weapons and said, put my stuff down. That's coming. The second coming of Christ. The tribulation period is where God picks up his judgment and his wrath and says, put my stuff down. I'm sick of it. I'm tired of it. So don't press your luck against the mercy of God. And don't be a fool, as Proverbs says. Because it's foolish for a man to not accept correction, especially from God. So don't be a fool. 
Take your hands off of the 10% of everything that already belongs to God. Now, in the second episode of this series, we talked about God's divine order. There's a divine order to everything that happens here on this earth, inside of you, to you spiritually, to you mentally, and you need to stick to that divine order in the way that you tithe. Tithe your spirit, you tithe your mind, you tithe your soul, and you tithe your body. In that order. There's no point in getting it out of that order, which is where we're going to pick up next week when we talk about the order of the tithe. Thank you for listening to this podcast this week. Everybody have a wonderful week until next week and meditate and think about the scriptures that I gave you today. I'm sorry, I didn't give them to you. God gave them to you. Meditate on the scriptures God gave us. Consider the tithe and start to really reflect on where you might be messing up by trying to rob God in your spirit, in your mind, in your soul, and in your body. Until next week, everybody, be bold, be strong, and be blessed. Jesus. Jesus.